Welcome to the Vintage Talk Show. It's just two dudes getting together to talk about current topics in the vintage community with your hosts, Mosquito Heads and Vintage Shih Tzu. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about uh, is it beneficial to open a store? Is it beneficial to just do pop-ups? Sell online? Yeah, things like that. Because we've seen a lot of people wanting to open stores or talk about it. We've seen a lot of people that actually do open stores. And we've talked to several store owners, talked about benefits. So we're just going to run down, is it beneficial, is it not? Some of the things that we think could or could not be a problem. So you want to start off with something you've been thinking about? Um, okay, yeah, I know this has kind of been a big topic. A lot of people have opened up stores in the last, what, year, year and a half, two years? Yeah, I'd say well, a, within five years, it's really picked up speed. Like Been it, a pretty big boom in store yeah. openings, and uh, I definitely see some perks. Um, of course, the, uh, the trade-ins, people bringing in stuff to trade or sell you at usually a decent price from what i hear Mm -hmm. so that's of course your number one argument for opening a store or i guess one of the top arguments in my opinion um and uh of course you're gonna have your overhead so that's kind of taken away yeah i've seen some people start in storage buildings and try to generate a following sean watherspoon yeah that seems to be a that or you start at a flea market and then you just try to work your way up into doing whatever it is you got to do, like open your store. So what do you say is the biggest perk to having a store? I would say the people bringing in trades yeah. because you'll, you're going to be able to tell them, look, man, you know, I can't give you $200 for your $200 shirt. The best I can give you is maybe 100 120 Maybe I don't know. They might go lower. It yeah, depends I feel on like the, they're probably on the seventy-five dollar range. Yeah, they're not going to give you top value for it. And then what the the hook is, you know, try to get someone to do trades with it. So just trade them a shirt or two and still give you cash on top. I think that's the the business model that I've seen most of those stores. <clears throat> okay, so we're do. both agreeing that kind of the people bringing in stuff is probably the biggest perk of having a store yeah. which you don't really get anywhere else honestly that's really just a store yeah you're not going to get people just calling you up on your phone and saying hey let me bring some stuff by see if you want it but if you have a store that they've heard oh this place buys things well then i think it's a double-edged sword you're gonna get people bringing in more stuff but you probably get a lot of crap that comes in too and crap meaning just things that aren't valuable maybe not even vintage stuff so i'm like oh i got these old t-shirts you want to look through them it's like well yeah but if you're getting to pick and choose i mean it's like yeah no i agree but it might not always be a good pick it might just be someone what if someone brought in 20 items and none of those were things you'd want to sell in your store like what you would consider crap like you know then you just pass on yeah and that's that's a thing a majority of it but then you're gonna get that one person that comes in and really has a lot of good stuff and they're just gonna say something along the lines of Oh, yeah, I was just thinking, like, you know, 20 bucks for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's clearly the number one perk. And uh, networking. Networking's good, I guess. Yeah. Depending on where you are, you can get a good bit of traffic. Yeah, that's the, um, that's the thing. That's another kind yeah. of... Uh, I, th- I think that your major cities are obviously going to have your best... Yeah, you're not going to be able to open up a store in, like, small-town America. 
No. You're not going to get enough traffic. There's not enough people interested in that stuff. Like, you're going to pretty much have to be in a big city, mm-hmm. an urban, kind of more of an urban setting to even get the people that are interested in vintage. Because it's kind of more of a uh, kind of a niche. It's not. I mean, I mean, when you're in a big city, it seems like everybody's into it. But that's just because you're in. You got more people. There. Yeah. When you go to yeah. a small town, America, nobody gives. Most nobody gives two crabs about it. They're not really on that wave yet. Maybe one day down the road it'll be that way. But as of right now, you couldn't open up a store in a small town. So now you're limited to just your bigger city. So if you don't live near one of those or in in a big city, what do you do at that point? Well, I guess stores are kind of out of the question. So uh, you, I guess, have to sell online or, you know, like we do sometimes go to pop-ups. Yeah. I enjoy doing that. That's kind of... Yeah, pop-ups are great because you get to... It's like having a store for a day. Yeah, it's a store really, for I guess, a day. What it is. You get to push your brand that you're trying to market. Uh, you can meet new people. Now, that's the, that is the downfall to the pop-up is if you go for one day... And that one person that really would have liked your stuff is out of town or didn't mm-hmm. come. Or if you have a store, they're coming through at any yeah. time. They would, they're choosing to come. So with pop-ups, it's always selective. You get your your people that are always there. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you'll get just random Joes that coming off the street and like, oh wow, you guys are doing a pop-up. You selling vintage clothes? You know, this is a thing. But yeah, pop-ups are great. Now. Uh what about, say, online stores? Because there's people with your Depops, your Etsy's. Uh, I don't really do really any of that. I know you do a lot of that. So, well, yeah, I just, I have or at on- least you've dabbled in it before. Yeah. Online stores are difficult, and I think the reason many people don't like them are because of the fees. So the fees, of course, are the number one con. Yeah. What about uh, customer relations? And there is not any customer relation. Yeah, there's no. That's why I like the pop-ups because I, I like agree. knowing that I the agree. person that's going to buy the item is going to want it, and I can. I mean, I'm kind of a, I guess, a sap, but if I meet somebody that really wants the shirt. I might hook them up with it at a pop-up. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I really don't sell my, really at all online, but I know I love selling at a pop-up because, like you said, it's in-person, and I'm definitely going to give you a way better deal if it's in-person. I'm talking to you all like you. We're hanging out. You like the shirt a lot. I'm going to cut you a deal. If it's online, I don't know who the heck's on the other end of that, and I really don't have much to say for the person because I don't know them. I mean, you could be really cool or you could be really into it, but, I mean, you're just, uh, you're just some digital transaction, so there's really not that... You know, that personable aspect to it, which I really like about the pop-up. So that kind of takes away from that, so I wouldn't like that. And, uh, of course, the fees are miserable, so you got to throw those in there. But, of course, you're going to get the traffic, right, because it's online. It's kind of, in some cases, worldwide, I guess. Yeah, I sell stuff all over the world. Um, So that's a big traffic. That's kind of hard to argue against that. Yeah, you get get more high-end buyers for certain items if... You can sell all over the world. I had I shipped something to Australia the other day. I've shipped something there. I really, yeah. I was like so close to being over this like weight limit that I just had to pretty much put a plastic bag around it and put a bunch of tape around it. And That's it kept crazy. Me, it kept, the guy got it fine and yeah. he was happy. Yeah. So online is fun because you can still, if you're in small town America, or let's say that you just do it part time as a hobby, and you're starting to want to branch out a little bit more because you got too much stuff laying around that was my case i just started selling really because i had so much stuff and i needed to generate capital to invest into other things well when you sell online you have the perfect opportunity to just list that item 
and sell it. Now I'm in a little chat group on Instagram, and there's a guy on there named Sandy Threads, and he's always getting these dumb questions. So I, that'd probably be a downfall to me is the is the online is people just giving you send you messages and you spend so much of your time dialoguing with them and then nothing is fruitful from from it. Where if you have a store or a pop up. You don't spend that much time because you're already there anyways. You know, it's not like you're mm-hmm. wasting your time. I have people message me and say things, you know, what's the – someone messaged me the other day and asked me what the shoulder measurement was. That's And then if you send it to them and they don't – that's not what they want, then it's like you just kind of – got to pay the shipping for it to come back and yeah, out all that money. Yeah. Or, you, or if you just go and measure it and you send it to them, that might have taken you five minutes to go get the item, measure it, type the message. Where at a pop-up or in a store, the person can hold it up and visualize it. They could even maybe try it on. So that's obviously mm-hmm. the better of the pop-up or the store. But so the store you can do that too. You're talking about online store. No, yeah, I'm the store about, you can try it on. You can hold it up. Yeah, no, no, that I'm talking about like a, an online, an online store. store okay. No, you can't do that. But a pop-up or a brick and mortar then you can definitely have that person try it on. They feel the fabric. They can look at the tag. They can look at everything about it, any nuances. Uh, no, you know, online people, oh, there's a stain on here, and they'll send me a picture, and I'm like, well, I, I mean, okay, my bad, because I missed that one little stain. Usually I would have, you know, if I would have caught yeah. it. But like in a store, if they purchase it, they look at it, there you go, and there's no return policy in a store or to pop up. So it seems like you're out on the online store, even though that's where you'd probably dabble the most with. Well, it's convenient, but if I had the option, so I if would. You had the option, you would. I not, would own a opt store. Out of that. I would opt out. So you would go brick and mortar if you had like if you lived in a big city. Oh yeah, you would I think I would if I was able to generate the capital to do it and be able to continuously sell X amount of dollars a month. You know, I wouldn't just open the store and then only make five hundred dollars a month. That would be a waste of time and money. Okay, so you're you're saying on the list of the I guess three, I guess there's more options there, but the three main options of kind of a store, you would go brick and mortar if if all the things lined up right. You're in the city. Well, at this point in my life, yes, because I enjoy doing it so much. But if you'd have asked me five years ago. I might have wanted to just keep it the way it was. Online. Yeah, but I, sh- I sell online for <clears throat> convenience. I do pop-ups because I love going to the city and meeting people, talking with them. Uh, just the other day, I went and I met up with a guy online. His name is Refresh Goods, who I'd met at a pop-up, had a really good time talking to him. And the next thing you know, I'm back in uh, the city, and I'm talking to him. We go out and get some dinner, and we hang out with some other guys. And those are the type of relationships you can't really get online. You have to mm-hmm. actually be in person. So. Yeah, so networking is definitely yeah. a, def- a definite perk for sure. Um, so you would go brick and mortar. I kind of like the pop-up because it's almost like uh, being, uh, say, an aunt or an uncle and not actually having to take the kid home with you and <laughs> yeah, bathe it and uh, feed it and uh, deal with it when it's crying. You can just hand it back to say the parent when you're done so like when you're done with the day you just hand the whole situation back you go home you do your thing I, so i kind of like that aspect about it and you still get the personal in-person stuff where you're getting to talk to people getting network uh you're definitely gonna be around a lot of uh, other vintage collectors which is kind of fun i enjoy that and talking to them um i mean i see the perks of the brick and mortar but it's like you got a lot of overhead that you got to factor in um you're gonna start having some like 
tax collectors come by eventually, I'm sure, and that's going to be a... Yeah, you have to either get an LLC, you a business get all license, a tax mess. code, oh, yeah. all that, yeah. No, I understand that, but I'm saying, like, if I was... If you were to ask me, like, what what would you want to do, like, what would, and I was still going to stay in the game for a long term, I would try to open a store. But for me right now, it's going to be sell online and then um, go to pop-ups a couple times a year. Because, I mean, if you wanted to really go hard with it, and you could, you could probably pull, what, four pop-ups a month, one a week? If I lived in the city... Or on average, you might yeah, go two you know a what? week or something. You know, I didn't think about that. Because, yeah, Cause if you I could lived pull in, a, in a pretty... I mean, that's... And yeah. you make $500,000, no problem at a pop-up. There you go. You just pulled in a good bit of money, and that's all tax-free. And once again, you hand the baby back to the parent, and you go home. You forget about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't think so about I would probably that. prefer a pop-up myself. Well, now that you say uh, that, if you could have a high number, high frequency of pop-ups... Which then, we've seen a high frequency. And you might have to travel no, to a th- different town or you yeah. might have to go to... No, I'm saying, like, if I could go... I'm going to go this one Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. this one on next Saturday, then, yeah, I don't think owning a store would be as, as beneficial. Now, another perk about owning a store to me know. is kind of uh, it being your personal closet, being your storage unit. I love that aspect. I love... Because I'm, I'm a hoarder myself. I got loads of vacuum bags full of crap and my closet's filling them up and if i had a store i could just put them all on racks and they could just be for sale people come in and enjoy looking at them or buy them or whatever so i would enjoy it almost just for the storage aspect of yes. it really i'm not a show and tell but more of like a museum aspect you know people come in but i, I like this store and it'd be stored right like i got them all yeah. rolled up in bags it'd be cool to have them on i don't know sometimes hangers with that cotton can be a little funky but uh you know, I'd store it right, I guess. But well, I think if I could, still, I'd still stick true to. I'd want to own a store, just because if that was my only job, and then you get to, it'd be. Fun. I think a big perk of owning a store is almost like the status symbol. It's like, oh yeah, oh, I got yeah. the store downtown. So it's definitely a big status flex. Yeah, because I thought the downside. It's like you, you do a pop up. It's oh yeah, you're one of those. It's pretty much like a glorified yard sale. It's like, you know, say what you want. I mean, you make good money doing that. I like doing it. But, uh, you know, you say you own a store, that's like, whoa, look out, this guy's uh, he's got his own little establishment. That's super legit. And uh, I know that's a big draw to it as well. I wouldn't want it for the publicity. Cause yeah, I I'm still not saying, wanna, I'm saying yeah, no, no, that's yeah. kind of a big Because there are people that own stores that I don't even talk to and never have a relationship with because it's as if they, they get so many people that know them as a celebrity. They just don't want to hang out with, I guess, more common or new people. Because you never know who's going to be authentic yeah. or not. Yeah. So, yeah, you do have to run into that. Like, if you open a store and it actually becomes pretty successful, well, now you're going to have people that are just wanting to hang out with you because you're the guy that owns the store. Like, Sean Weatherspoon is an example of that, you know. He's got probably got all kinds of people just lining up, trying to be his friend and hang out with him because he has the most successful vintage store on the planet. Well, I, yeah. I, I don't say in America. I don't know about overseas. There's some heavy hitters overseas probably too. But yeah, if I were, from my personal perspective, if I were to put them in numerical order from best to worst, I would say number one being pop-up for me, two being a brick-and-mortar store, three being online store. Gotcha. Yeah, that would be my order of operation there. Yeah, I would go, I guess I would like to open a store. So I'd be one. Then. So you'd be store, yeah. pop-up online yeah but i do enjoy pop-ups and see the thing is you make a good point if i could do a pop-up every weekend what's the point of owning a store yeah. i already have my store yeah. yeah so 
that's something I would have to think about longer after this podcast. But right now, I'm gonna stick true with a store pop up brick and mortar. I mean, yeah, store pop up store online. pop up online. But yeah. like you said, stores take it's gonna take a lot of your time. So it's like all the thrifting and whatever you do to source your stuff that you enjoy doing. It's like you kind of got to cut that out. Well, I've seen some stores have weird hours. You can get weird hours, and you can hire employees, and yeah. you can do all that. Route. But once you start doing all that, then guess what you do? More money, right? Because, and that's the other thing I, I don't think a lot of people see is if you do open a store, do you have to pay insurance for your employees? You know, like you know, how are you going to insurance for yourself? Mm-hmm. Retirement? Like, is there going to be an out for your store? Are you going to reach a point where? It stops growing. Yeah, and with minimum wage going up to uh, fifteen an hour, I think in the next five years, I think nationwide. Well, then you're, you know, you're having to dish out that for each one of your employees, which can add up. I mean, that can be what a few shirts sell a day, just yeah. And if you're not getting, if you're not selling ten, twenty shirts a day, it starts kind of digging into your profits and kind of becoming a headache. So then you got to like cut their hours be at the shop more and kind of not do what you like doing so i know there's definitely some drawbacks to me with the brick and mortar yeah. i mean i see the big uh draw to it and i see that it's like kind of a status symbol i see all that i see it's kind of cool but uh i also see kind of the the cons of it definitely yeah i would say that if you're gonna want to open a store you gotta think about all these things and not just have that honeymoon kind of Oh, I'm open store because that's like the best thing ever. And I know like some people they have stores, rooms in their house that are probably just full of their online store stuff, and they're looking at it thinking, well, why don't I just open a brick and mortar? Mm-hmm. I can just sell it pretty still good. sell it online, keep it here in the store. People can buy it in the yeah. store too. So that's a you know some people might want to do that. Yeah, and if you're in a big city that doesn't really have a lot of vintage stores, go ahead and do that. I mean, if you got the funds and you got the a location picked out that you got a deal on, like go ahead and do it. Don't don't let me keep you from doing it. But um, once again, a lot of people aren't living in that area to do that. So if we opened a vintage store in any anywhere like an hour, I think around from us, it would just it would last for as long as we could pay rent that month. Yeah, and any listener out there that's never done a pop up, I would highly suggest that try mm-hmm. pop up. They're great. Go to uh, if you got a big city near you, get in contact with some people. There's people you can get in touch with, and they can get you lined up. And you'll have a lot of fun. It's a good time. You'll make. I mean, you definitely can make good money. Yeah. That's you got to keep definitely prices good. You can't have quote unquote store prices. Yeah, yeah. You can't go there just like putting prices on things that you're just not. You know, it's not to sell, and you just don't even want to sell it because it's not going to sell. Yeah. And I'm not saying give your stuff away. There's going to be people that come by that don't even care about the price. They just grab it. They want it. They don't even ask the price. They just want it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're great. They're great. But, uh, you know, that's they're few and far between, but they exist. And a lot of people, too, if you notice, a lot of people, their, their evolution is sell online a little bit, go to pop-ups, do successful at pop-ups, and then just transfer that over into a store. That's mm-hmm. usually the trend. Yeah, so if you're wanting to do a, a store, that's the way you, I think that's you should do That's definitely the way it. you should go about it. It's definitely try doing pop-ups first and doing trying everything else, seeing how it's going and then yeah if it's if you're killing it and you just feel like that's where you need to go do that don't jump right in head first to a an actual store and paying rent and all that like that's definitely not the way to go about it a lot of people too i've seen they do a collective of guys so it might be four guys go in and they all split the rent a fourth of the way Mm -hmm. that can be tricky because then you get some are 
well, that's my section of stuff over there. This is that person's section of stuff over there. So, so why is that tricky? Well, let's say that placement of the rack is better for one person. Like over time, you realize that like if your rack was there because that's close to the door or something, that could be something. Or it could just be well, I mean, you don't make any money. A rack's a rack. It doesn't matter if it's close to the door or not. If you got heat on your rack, people are gonna come to your rack and they're gonna look. Yeah, at but some well, of these people are lazy, man. They don't want to like walk, walk to every ten feet to another rack. If I've they seen know, it happen. Know, I've seen it happen to my pop up. I'll have stuff at my pop up on a well, rack. Usually, what I've seen is the people put their like. Heavy hitters on the wall where they're displayed. And yeah, it's that's like, true. And they, they all share that. that, so it's like you all got that real estate. Yeah, and that's where your like super hot hitters are gonna be, and then you put maybe your fifty dollar tees or your twenty five dollar tees on the racks. Well, I, I think it could be tricky because sometimes consumers that aren't into vintage, maybe it's just that new person. They're not gonna walk around look at everything. And part two of that is uh, you might that. You might have a successful store where, like, this person that month has gotten, like, a whole bunch of money selling their stuff, and then you just didn't sell anything, and you got to come up with your rent. So, like, I'm saying it can be volatile because the store appears to be successful because it is selling stuff, but your part of the collective is not. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but if, if that's due to your stuff not being of quality of the rest of the people, it's like, well, that's you need to step your game up, and you okay. need to start bringing the heat. And then, you know, guess what? You start selling more. People start loving your stuff. No, I'm with you on that. Okay. So, I mean, that just depends on what their content is. Okay. And then the other idea would be just everybody gets a cut of, like, say... So it's, like, more of the uh, socialism aspect where it's, like, we all throw into this pot, we all take from this pot. Yeah. It's all family here. Yeah. Which that... See, I always felt like that would cause strife, and I know it's going to sound kind of, like, selfish of me, but it's, like, I feel like you're going to have the people that are, like, I'm... Ah, F it. Why even try to go out and get stuff? If we're all getting the same amount, who gives a crap? I'll just get a piece of my pie and not give a crap. Yeah, someone starts So you're going to have that. That's just reality. People are like that. Sorry. That's how it is. And uh, that's just what you're going to get when you have it all kind of like a little almost semi-socialist kind of like that where everybody kind of gets the equal share. I mean, I get it. On paper, it sounds amazing. It sounds like the perfect community kind of style thing. It's great. It sounds awesome. But in reality, people aren't perfect and stuff like that starts happening. Then you got strife in between the people. It's like, hey, man, you're not really putting forth the effort and I just feel like you're not deserving your part. And then you kind of get get into that whole can of worms and then it's like, that's a whole other story. So I personally don't know if I would go that route, but if it works for the people and that like the group of people doing it are all like on the same page and I mean, it can can work for people. I'm not saying it can. Yeah, if if you, I guess if you've been business associates long enough you know their work ethic but yeah, yeah but like, i mean don't you don't you see what i'm saying like somebody's no, gonna be finding you. a lot of heat and other people aren't it's like well this kind of sucks like i'm killing it right now and i if i was on my own i could be like making way more than i'm pulling in but i'm not yeah so I mean, like there's no yeah, draw to it really i went out and found these shirts somewhere and they're all worth $200, but I'm not going to get that much. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely going to sell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Where if you go with the other business model uh-huh. is, well, yeah, we all have a store. We all pay the X amount for the rent. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and then it's like when those people are going harder, it's like, hey, that's pushing me to go harder because they're making all that cheddar. I want to make some of that cheddar. So I'm going to go even harder because i got to keep up. So it almost pushes you more. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other one doesn't push you at all because it's like, ah, oh, bucket, we're all pulling weight, whatever, who cares? I'll slack, you slack, who cares? Yeah, but there's not a lot of incentive there. So that's uh, is, is any, there is there any other business models besides that that you've seen? That's that's the two I've seen. That's the only two I've seen. 
Um, okay. I think that's just. I mean, I feel like there wouldn't be another model. It's like yeah, there's either the it's capitalism or socialism. versus socialism, and yeah. that's really what it comes down to. Well, dang, yeah, that's right. So if I had a store, then I would be doing it. Obviously, I'd be doing it like if I found it. I want this amount. But for I know it. you had talked about doing it another way a long time ago. You had mentioned it. I remember that you mentioned the kind of socialist way. I was like, no. Well, uh, and I remember saying like, well, what's the point of me even trying? You were like, well, then I wouldn't go into business with you. It's like, well, sorry, that's reality, yeah. dude. I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just like that's how it is. Like, no, I got you. I think I was talking about that just because I'd seen people do. Yeah, it. yeah. But I remember you were like, that was kind of a route you were wanting to take, and I was like, yeah. I guess that I everybody know, gets a, a share of the pie. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I just. I've never felt good about that. Gotcha. Um, like I said, if it's a perfect world where everybody's just perfect and they're so everybody's selfless, there wouldn't be an issue. But I don't think there's really any of those people out there. Not a yeah. lot. Because if you're in a collective of guys and you, you're going to weed yourself out based off of how well you do. And if you're in the socialistic aspect of it, you're not going to be able to weed yourself out. You're just going to stay mm-hmm. in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Yeah. That's why I think, you know, for example, you you go out and you'll find stuff and and I'm like, dang, you know, this would be great for a store. Well, I, I didn't go out and spend my time and get my gas and all that to find it. So yeah, yeah, I benefit from it in another aspect, and that's just if you had a store that was pulling in heat, then I would get customers that yeah, would look exactly. at your yeah. So that's why the yeah yeah I like that model a lot more. Yeah, because if, if and we know some guys doing both different style, and no offense to either. Like I'm not trying to knock the other style. Yeah, really teach not. his own, really. Teach his own. If it works for you, great. That's awesome. I'm just saying, kind of what I would lean more towards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you're saying, I guess to get back to the topic is, you're saying you would like to go if you had the the location and everything, get a brick and mortar. You think it's a good idea to open one up? Do you think it's a flash in the pan? Oh, Do I you think, think it, there's a longevity to I, it. I think that. If my everything was played right, the brick and mortar would be great. But I think that if I were to open one, it would just be a flash in the pan for a couple of years. I, so I it would be like a the, vapor shop? A vapor, yeah, a vape shop, which are now CBD oil shops, which are going to be, I don't know what shops. You know, like there, There's always... Freaking at one point, it was fidget spinner shop. Yeah. No, I, just, I don't know. I know <laughs> yeah. you say that, but it's like... I don't know I don't if think the bubble's going gonna, anywhere. Well, I really don't. I don't know if the bubble's going to pop, but I do remember things that were worth more that are now less so really it's just give me an example of more than less i know you always bring the one example but okay if i started like my first thing i noticed would have been 80s tees like band tees some of those are still going for retarded amounts but not like they used to in my opinion Mm, you'd have to like bring up screenshot pictures of what you're talking about i know it's impossible but yeah um I'm just saying that 90s was not as popular at one time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and that's the, only and when up. they weren't popular, the 80s was really popular. That's what I'm getting at. Hats, for example, and Jordans have really dropped in value. Jordans, I agree with that, but it's like... Some of, the, some of these hats, like... I remember... And again, there's still Jordans that freaking... People were selling it round two for just stupid amounts. But those are the... Like, I know those are the yeah. super obscure, super rare, but it's Okay, like, like, I remember there was a time when you... There was if you had a pair of maroon sixes, is because you bought them in like '91, or you found them somewhere. You couldn't get them ever again when they started retroing out and all that stuff. And that was my fear whenever they started putting out the Tommy and the Polo retros and all those lines. Is that going to cause the other stuff to depreciate? And in some instances, people are saying that like Tommy's falling off a little bit. Like a big flag is not worth as much as it used to be. I've seen people buying selling mm-hmm. big flags for like forty bucks. I think that used yeah. to have been maybe t- eighty. About the t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, I have seen those drop. So what I'm getting at there is, you got to stay up on the current trends in the market and figure out what because you know like Escher shirts are worth a lot 
It does have been worth a lot for a minute. Yeah, but there was they weren't as popular at one point. Yeah. What I'm getting at is knowing that is what's going to keep your shop a viable shop. Which, speaking of all this, a little segment I want to do. Uh, future prediction of the day. You can bring one up if you want. I've got one on the top of my head. I'm going to say keep a lookout for Tyvek jackets. I think it's only a matter of time for some rapper wears one. I think they got really cool prints. They're uh, T Y V E K. Yeah, they're yeah. very uh, interesting material, look, feel. Some people think they're very gaudy and cheesy, but let's be real, that's what rappers love wearing. So I'm, I'm calling it. I think some rapper's going to come out on stage and one, they're just going to explode. So yeah, that's my prediction of the day for the week. Tyvex. Okay. Which they normally do like uh, construction material. It's weird that they did a clothing line or jackets, but they normally would do like like say that uh, waterproof stuff you put on the side of a house while you're building a house. That'd be Tyvek. Or uh, they have suits like onesie suits. If you're gonna go get dirty in the field, it's like all white, and you put that on. I use the I used to use those all the time at work. Mm-hmm. But they also put out jackets, and of course, if you know the uh, the most common one, people. I've seen are going to be your camel cigarettes, those yellow ones with the two guys, is the, the two uh, camels on there. With the all... Kellogg's, like, uh, those ones you get in the cereal, or like the, the USA ones, those aren't Tyvek. Ah, uh, they were in cereal? It's like the USA Olympics. They did have that some material. Olympic, they had some Olympic ones. That they what did. about that one that, is that one Kurt Cobain wore, the... Yeah, the, uh, the world, world one, that's a that's Tyvek. The, okay, yeah, so... They got a Nickelodeon one, that's the one I want to get. It's got all the... The uh, quintessential 90s Nickelodeon characters on there. Uh, but yeah, I think those are going to go explode at some point. Um, I guess that's... I don't know if you got any future uh, no. poppers. No, I can't think of anything. Other than just like 2004 Beatles shirts or something like that. Yeah, I've been picking a lot of those up. Yeah, I think like those could go. Like the ones with, with the, the apple the, tag. Yeah, yeah, things like that. Or Scooby-Doo. Which that's all getting said. Yeah. Because this thing I'm talking about is vintage, but it's not really. I don't have a good one like that that I've been noticing could be something that pops off. Yeah. But I know exactly what you're talking about, the Tyvek jackets. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, anyway, okay, so stores, are they good? Depends on your area. Um, and kind of do your homework beforehand. Yeah. If 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 you don't want to get in all that, do pop ups. Definitely suggest those. Yeah, pop ups are great. Uh, all day, do those mm-hmm. or whenever you can. Like they're yeah. great. But um, yeah, thank you. Uh, oh, for- and, it, and if you do a pop up, it's good to I think good to rotate your inventory if you can, so that way you don't become stale. Yeah, definitely do that. And a uh, little strategy I do is I'll get a lot of my stuff out and just kind of get. I'll dip in a little bit in every single genre you could think of, whether it be skateboarding tees. I'll grab a couple of skateboarding tees from my inventory. I'll grab a hand, handful of NASCAR tees, handful of wrestling tees, a handful, a little bit of everything. So when you go to my pop-up stand, you're going to say, okay, I want this. It's gonna, you're going to have, it's almost like the Dollar General method where it's like you're going to have at least a, something of each category that you'd be looking for, mm-hmm. which is what I try to offer people. And of course, I'll put a lot of certain things, but I want to have a little bit of everything. So that's a little... I guess tip I would throw out there. Yeah, and one thing is limit, also limit how much you take with you. Find that Goldilocks aspect because I've gone to ones before and I've taken too much and the consumer has, they don't want to dig through everything all the time. And then I've been before and it's like I didn't bring enough. So I'll try to find that good medium of, you know, how much do I bring? How much do I put on my rack where it's just the right amount Mm -hmm. of product? 
and whatnot. Yeah, I guess that's it for uh, this week. Thank you once again for tuning in. Sorry it's been a while since we've worked. We haven't been posting too much. And also, we are trying out a new mic. Yeah. And I uh, hope this sounds good. I know we've been putting out some crappy audio, and I apologize for that. But we do have a new mic, so maybe this will sound better. And we'll be using this frequently. So it'll hopefully from here on out sound a heck of a lot better. And uh, thank you for sticking with us through crap audio. Seriously, I've listened to some of it a little bit, and it was just garbage. So sorry about that. We apologize. But we're going to try to get better and hopefully get better each week. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll uh, catch you all next week. If you'd like to ask us questions or submit us topics for a future podcast, you could contact us on our official Twitter page at Vintage Talk Show or at one of our accounts on Instagram at Mosquito Heads with a Z or Vintage Shit Zoo. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more.